Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this podcast episode. We are going to be talking about relearning how to feel emotions. Before we dive in, I just want to say thank you for listening. Um, It really doesn't go past me that you're taking some time to listen and using up some of your precious time to listen to what I have to say and share with you. And I really, truly hope it helps you, it serves you, it supports you, and really gives you um, guidance and support and letting you know you're not alone on this grief journey. Um, If you really like this podcast, it would be amazing if you could share it with other people, with other grieving moms, with other people who would like to hear this message. That means a lot to me and the world to me. And if you really feel like up to it, (laughs) to go leave a review and let me know what you think and, and really help help me get this message out there to more people. So we've been going through the Life After Child Loss program inside of Grieving Moms Haven. That's my monthly membership for Grieving Moms. Um, I have a framework called Carrying Grief. So C-A-R-R-Y-ing Grief. <laughs> this is like the best step-by-step guide through grief that I can give you for your own unique grief journey. We are all going to grieve in our own way. So this is not telling you what to do or how to do it, but really helping you get more curious about your own experience and how to support yourself in your grief. So in the month of July, we will be going through relearning how to feel your emotions. I want to share a little bit about this on here because this is actually a huge subject. If you think about children, about babies, um, they know how to express themselves. They know how to express their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts, their desires, wants, needs. They do it naturally. But for whatever reason, we are taught to act certain ways. We are taught to not cry. We are taught to not feel. Um, Maybe we learned that it's not safe to express your desires. It's not safe to express your emotions or what you're feeling. This is something that is incredibly hard to teach your children when you aren't able to feel your emotions either. So it's a cycle that continues. And I have to be honest, I'm not perfect at this, but I continually try to do better and move through my emotions, especially surrounding my children. So we have a belief that it's not okay to express negative emotions. Um, Maybe we received praise when we are happy or cheerful, So we believe that that's the only way to be, and that's the only way we can show up in the world if we want to be loved. Um, Maybe we were, you know, reprimanded for um, expressing a negative emotion, and children are just going through life. A little kid, they're making meaning about themselves depending on how others react to themselves. They're 
they're making meaning about what emotions are safe or not safe to express. And you did this as a child as well. Maybe you had trauma when you're younger and maybe now your child has died. And for me, after Aria died, I had never felt such deep pain and a pain that just wouldn't seem to go away. I didn't even know it was possible to feel this way. It's, it's really horrific. It's really just horrible. And so if you've been numbing or trying to pretend that everything is good for many years, it's going to be a process to almost soften the ice on your body per se, to slowly allow your body to feel, to notice sensations, and become comfortable with different sensations and intensities in your body. In fact, I just had a call on Gravy Mom's Haven today about, you know, where is that line between when it's too much or when it's not too much or forcing yourself to feel something when you actually don't need to force anything. You allow and just sit with and be. And how do you start to notice that, you know, that line of where is it where it's slightly uncomfortable, that edge of what's too much and what's not too much. And that's the practice that you get to do. But with grief and child loss, when you're suddenly overwhelmed with emotions that you've never experienced and it almost forces itself on you, it can put you into shutdown. And you don't even want to go there. You try to numb as much as possible and you don't want to feel anything. It's all too much. Um, after Aria died, I have never drank in my life and I don't drink or do drugs or anything like that. But I remember thinking, um, after she died that like, for me, I'm really grateful. I don't know what it's like to numb with alcohol because I was like, it would be so easy to use that because this pain is so much. I would do anything to just get a break from it, to lighten the pain, to, to get away from the pain for a little bit. Um, so that's just a, a little glimpse into like, this is a lot. It is so much and so overwhelming. So if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like it's a lot, I just want to acknowledge that for you and let you know, like you are not alone and it is a lot. It is a lot of pain. So maybe you're wondering like, how do you begin <laughs> to relearn to feel emotions? This is a practice and it's a learning. It's a learning how to be in your body. If you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I need to learn to feel emotions. And then you go on with your life. You just continue on with your day. You listened, you filled your brain up with knowledge, but you're not doing anything about it. You are not learning how to put the knowledge into practice. I want to share a quick analogy with you. Say you're wanting to learn how to swim. So you go buy a book on swimming, you read the book, you go watch videos on how to swim, and maybe you ask other people, what are their best tips on how to swim? And you learn what the best techniques are, and maybe you even know how to describe the techniques. But do you know how to swim? <laughs> Did you learn how to swim yet? No, you haven't even stepped foot in the water. And in order to learn how to swim, you have to get wet. You have to practice. You have to not do it right the first time. You have to mess up. You have to fail. This is what it's like in learning how to feel your emotions. It's something you have to be and to live in your body, not, you know, learn about in your mind. So notice if you are in consumption mode, constantly learning, 
but not doing anything about it or with it. It can feel good to consume and learn and kind of feels like maybe you're making progress because you're learning all this information because you're you're filling your head up with stuff. But are you actually? Are you actually learning something because you're you're learning it, but you're not being it. You're not doing it. You're not living it. So first, everything inside of Groovy Mom's Haven is to help with you beginning to feel your emotions again. I truly believe that guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, anything that is beginning to ground yourself inside of your body is how you can begin to not be overwhelmed by the sensations of your emotions or the intensity of the energy in them because they can be overwhelming. And remember, it's okay to go slow. We are not in a rush. We're not in a hurry. You do not need to turn on the fire hose. If you're having a panic attack while you are noticing what's going on in your body, it's too much. It's like a gentle guidance, a noticing, a getting present, um, meeting yourself with love and compassion. Faster and stronger doesn't necessarily mean better. And when I say that, I say that with all sincerity because I am a person who is always like faster, stronger, harder, push, push, push. That's like my personality. And it does not mean better. It does not mean it's better that way. Sometimes you have to start with things that seem silly and simple. For example, one meditation that I recently shared with somebody was just taking a shower head, putting it on your arm, and you say, this is my arm. It's a part of my body. And then you put it on your shoulder. This is my shoulder. It is a part of my body. And you go through your whole body putting that shower head on your body. It seems so silly, but it's worth trying and starting slow. It's about gently coming back home to your body. This doesn't mean you don't learn how to feel discomfort. It's learning how to go to the edge of your discomfort so you can learn to tolerate the sensations in your body, but not going into the overwhelm, shutdown, or panic state. It can be uncomfortable. It can um, be like, oh my gosh, I feel anxious there. But what I've also learned about emotions is we make them bigger in our mind than they actually are. When we resist them and when we don't want to feel them, um, like notice when you start to feel a grief wave come and immediately your stomach clenches, your heart races and you're like, no, 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 not again. I don't want to go there. I don't want to feel that. And then you might try to keep busy, shove it down and find something quote unquote better to do. But by doing that, you prolong the emotion, you prolong the wave, you prolong the pain. If you can take a moment to meet the pain, meet the wave the emotion, it actually is a lot lighter and less painful than you realize. The other part of it is this, to meet your pain with compassion and love. Feeling pain for the sake of feeling pain does nothing. That's just cycling in the pain and re-traumatizing. You want to meet the pain with presence, compassion, and love. And that's why it can be so helpful to have guided meditations that guide you through this or um, working with me inside a Gravy Mom's Haven where I can help you guide you through these because it's easy to start to feel something and then panic and start to, you know, go away and step out. 
But if you have a guided meditation that guides you through that and reminds you, okay, yes, this is safe. It's okay for me to be here. Or if it feels like too much, okay, go back to noticing your feet on the floor, step out of your body. Like you don't have to stay there. You don't have to force yourself or push. It is so helpful to have someone else guiding you through that. Um, I've even listened to my own guided meditations when I'm feeling intense emotion and I just really want help moving through it um, because there's something about listening to something um, rather than just trying to fumble your own way through it, just having a guide going through it with you. So I am hosting a free call on June 27th at 7 p.m. and this is a free guided meditation call. This is for grieving moms. Um, this is to learn what a tapping meditation is, to um, learn how to feel emotions. This is really like implementing this podcast episode. Like I talked to you about how you can learn and learn and learn and learn, but are you actually doing it? This call is like going to the gym for your internal self and actually doing the work. Like a trainer can tell you what to do, but you have to do it. So you have to show up and come and do this and I'll guide you through it all. So you can go to lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com to come join us in this free call to save your spot and really put it on your calendar. Um, it's 7 p.m. Central Standard Time is the time of the call. So come join us. It is amazing. It's going to be um, where nobody can see you. The format will be nobody can see you. Nobody can hear you. Um, you can show up exactly as you are. You don't have to worry about what you look like. You don't have to worry about who else is going to be on the call. You just show up and come to the call and really do like an experience, a truly amazing, amazing gift you can give yourself. So again, lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com. I want to see you on the call. All right. Thanks for joining me today. See you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.